Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast and webinar series. I'm Lauren Sweeney, Vice President here at Rise Up For You, where people come first. You know that we believe in the six pillars, right? We have our health and our career. We have our money, our romantic life, our self-worth, and our people intelligence. Today, we're going to be talking about several of those pillars, in particular, our abundance, wealth, and our health pillars, because as we know, as a whole person, then we can really thrive. A lot of times society tells us who we are is just our titles and our skills and where our macro confidence is, is really who we are. And that is what we're gonna do on the show. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Well, let's dive in and let's bring Andrea, our guest on the show today. She's the host of her own podcast, the 15 Minute Matrix podcast, and she's the founder of the Functional Nutrition Alliance. I love that space. Andrea is leading thousands of students and practitioners around the globe to have a revolution around their health, better solutions to the growing chronic illness epidemic. By highlighting the importance of systems biology, root clause methodology, and therapeutic partnerships, she helps historically underdeserved individuals reclaim ownership of their health. And today, we're so honored to have her on our Rise Up For You podcast. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lauren. I love hearing about those pillars. It's very functional. So we'll dive into that today. I love that. So tell me how you got in the functional medicine space. It's a space that I love. You know, it takes a holistic look at our bodies as we love to take a holistic look, even as we help people with their leadership and their career journeys. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it all started with a family health crisis, which I think is true for many of us in alternative or uh, adjunct health spaces. And that was when my husband, Isamu, was diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumor when I was just seven weeks pregnant. So this is over 20 years ago. It was April of 2000. And he was given about six months to live. So if we do the math, six months for him to live, I'm seven weeks pregnant. He was not expected to see our baby, our son, born. And that really lit a fire under me to pursue all the other things we could do in addition to the medical care he was receiving, which was incredible. We were in San Francisco, had access to UCSF, which is one of the best brain tumor centers in the country. And it's just never enough. And so I started doing the research of the other things we could do to support not just his health and longevity, but also combating the negative effects of the treatments he was receiving and helping him to heal and thrive during the time that he was alive, which ended up being about two and a half years. So that was the fire that started the passion to make a career change later on, several years after he passed. Wow. Amazing. I could, I could feel it, you know, remembering myself being pregnant and just going after something and a cause and he got to meet your son. Yes. 19 months together. And that son is about to be 22. 
Amazing. Amazing. So what are some things that you see today? I, I think we already know that there are a lot of different health problems and they keep increasing way more allergies than we ever had before gluten insensitivity. You know, people will say, well, 35 years ago, it didn't matter as much, but the soil is different. So we know that there's things happening and we feel it in our bodies or those we love. What are some first steps? If somebody's listening and they're saying, well, I would love some support, but where do I even begin? Yeah, it's it's a big question. And I think the biggest place we go to is to turn internal. I think that there are a lot of environmental factors that are impacting our health and our health outcomes. There's a, a rise in chronic health concerns, whether it's autoimmunity or diabetes or cancer, but also allergies, eczema. These things are becoming more chronic mental health concerns. And I think that we're living in a climate where we give a lot of the power away. So first of all, we expect too much of our medical practitioners. They are not trained in diet and lifestyle modification. So they may actually tell you it doesn't matter because they don't know how to address it. And we're expecting them to have all the answers and looking to them or social media influencers for what we do next, as opposed to tuning into our very own bodies. So for me, there's a first step, which is about the self-assessment. It's about quieting things down, tuning in, seeing what's true for ourselves and what helps us to feel better, what makes us feel worse. In functional medicine, we call those the mediators. If we understand our own mediators, then we're actually in more power and we're more empowered to make changes that are in tune with what's true for our bodies as opposed to some information outside of us. So first step is tuning in. We might do that through tracking or just quieting, paying attention and being honest with ourselves. Mm, I love that. You know, we work with a lot of leaders and help them with their emotional intelligence. And it sounds like it's a similar process, self-awareness first, then self-management. Very similar, it sounds like in the health yes. space. Even yes. though we don't play in that space, you know, myself, our CEO, Netta, we are big on taking care of our bodies and doing hot yoga and, you know, tracking different factors going on and eating clean. Like that is very important to us because we know it's we can't show up unless we feel good so to paying attention, that's the first thing. So that self-awareness, knowing what is right for you, knowing what feels good when you're taking maybe a supplement or moving your body in a way. You know, I, I'm a very kind of type A high achiever. And so for a while I was doing CrossFit to work out and, you know, it's very high impact, et cetera. And I recently thought, okay, I think my body needs a different shift. So now I'm doing yoga. So it's paying attention and listening. What's the next best step once we do that? It really, you know, my favorite answer to all my students, and I train thousands of students, is it depends. And so we have to get out of these cookie cutter notions of what health means and even ditch some notion of clean eating or healthy eating because it may be different for each of us. And I think when you're looking at the realm of those who are sick and not getting better, whether that sickness is, again, like depression or anxiety or some digestive issue or eczema, whatever it is, we really have to get out of the 
the protocol thinking. There are certain principles that are baseline for all of us, and I call them the non-negotiables. And the non-negotiable trifecta is sleep, poop, and blood sugar balance. So for anybody who is not feeling their best, those are the places to tune in and actually Think about what are your patterns around sleep? What's happening with your sleep? It's not always about shopping at Whole Foods or eating the perfect diet. And this is where I think we get stuck and then resistant, especially women who have histories of dieting or issues with food or with their bodies. And then we run in the other direction. And the truth is this is all meant to cradle and support us. And if we have negative thoughts around food or our body, that might be where we need to start. We may need to look at things that are not related to like, oh, everybody eat goji berries or kale, who cares? Like, let's look at the broader terrain in which health exists. And for me, you know, again, non-negotiables comes back to those mediators. You know yours, Lauren. I know mine. The more I tune in, I will identify those. But if I need a starting place, I can think through sleep, poop, blood sugar balance, Mm. sleep, just kind of check in what's going on for you. I love that. We recently got a bed that tracks my sleep. It's very, it's very AI. It's it, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, just, but just paying paying attention totally. to how am I sleeping? And of course, there's so many wearables. And anyway, neither of us got work my aura ring. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> so all of these different things. If you like that type of thing, like I do, I think it helps. It helps me pay attention to. Yes. How much deep sleep did I get? What is affecting it? If I go to bed earlier, just little things that I can do. Yes. Let's talk a little bit if people aren't as familiar with blood sugar balancing. And this is, I know, something that's very important for all human beings, right? Not just if you're diabetic. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, blood sugar is going to be a factor that impacts every single aspect of our health. Certainly, we're trying to balance our hormones and we're looking at our stress, especially as leaders. And for me, blood sugar is at the base of all hormonal expression, all immune expression. Mm -hmm. And those are usually the areas that we are having the most struggles with our health, whether Mm -hmm. it's hormonal or immune or both, as is the case for me. And blood sugar is at the base of that. And it's because of the mechanisms, the physiological mechanisms Mm -hmm. of sugar in our blood and how our body responds to that, that there's a cascade that can happen after that. So I don't think we need to wear a continuous glucose monitor or be pricking our fingers three times a day. There's those opportunities as well. But at the core, we could just be thinking about fat fiber protein. Am I eating good fat fiber protein at every meal? Mm -hmm. Am I supporting my blood sugar in the most basic ways before we have to go to those types of extremes? So my uh, parameters that I like to give people are fat fiber protein at every meal and eat the rainbow in a day. Start to just see like what colors have I eaten today from the natural rainbow that is available to me? Mm-hmm. By doing that, we start to shift our blood sugar response because we're bringing in the foods that we need to balance blood sugar before we're going out looking for what the problem is. 
I love that. I've also heard walking after you eat really helps. Absolutely. Tons or of things can help. Adding yeah. some protein, you know, anyway, we could it go depends. into a, a it rabbit really hole. It really depends on the individual. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Blood sugar imbalances are not one thing. And that's what makes our conversation functional. We can say, go for a walk after you eat, or you have to eat this, this, and this, but it's really individual based on the mechanism of the blood sugar. There's not one reason for blood sugar imbalances. Mm, amazing. So what do you see of helping people with these three trifectas, like starting there, also being in tune with our bodies? What do you see as the biggest thing that people they want to perhaps work on their health, but they're stuck. How do you help them maybe even mentally? Like you mentioned it a little with like women's bodies and we have men and women yeah. that listen, but do you see a lot of, we call it like monkey chatter that plays a role when people maybe want to make a health change, but they have all this past baggage. Yeah. So I will say I'm not a habit change expert and my passion is working with people and training people to work with what I call the big bigs. So people who have big health issues and they are already trying in some way, those initial steps when things are maybe more minor is maybe a different mindset shift. I find the mindset issues come more because of the noise external and internal. So it's less about how do I make a good shift in my habit than it is about I'm confused, I can't tell what works anymore, I've been told to spend all this money on all these supplements, that didn't work, I was put on this restricted diet, that didn't work, I can't tell what makes my body feel good or feel mm -hmm. bad anymore. To me, that knot is the interesting one to untangle, which is what sets my work and my teaching apart from a health coach or a lot of what might be happening in the habit change arena, which is a different level of chatter than the kind of noise that I think is so predominant in the healthcare space these days and not helping it's it's causing more damage than good in a lot of places. So I just wanted to make that distinction because mm -hmm. habit change for me is um, is a lucky problem to have for mm -hmm. the increasing number of people who are actually struggling with mm -hmm. health issues. Amazing. Well, it's great to notice too that if you feel stuck, that you've tried all kinds of things, then there is support and a functional yes. medicine you know, practitioner can help you where, where ideally, can they, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell them where they can find you and, or, you know, can you work anywhere globally? Where could they find somebody? Is there a website? Like what if they're like, yes, yeah, sounds great. I really do need that. If you're not looking yeah, at our yeah. screen visually, you can go to her, um, Andrea's website. It's her first and last name, which I will spell and we'll put in the show notes. It's A-N-D-R-E-A, -E like Andrea or Andrea. And then her last name, N-A-K-A-Y-A-M-A.com. And of course, you can always go to our Rise Up For You Facebook page where we are streaming live visually as well. 
Thank you for asking that question, Lauren. And um, what we, so I'm gonna lead people to andreanakiyama.com. That will lead people back to the Functional Nutrition Alliance, which is the company I founded. At the Functional Nutrition Alliance, we train coaches and clinicians in the science and art of the functional nutrition practice. So at this point, I've trained over 7,000 practitioners in over 68 countries. We also have a clinic at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. So we do see people individually. I myself do not see people individually, but we have my team and my graduates. And at andreanakiyama.com, you can find access to everything I am doing like writing a book and talking about this more for the patient population, but not from you know me seeing people one-on-one. -on -one. But those opportunities exist. And the reason I want I made that little caveat is that I think functional medicine is also falling into the trap of adhering to the X for Y. And that's where I'm seeing a lot of people fall into more of the struggles because they're either doing fancy testing or taking a bucket load of supplements or they've been put on a diet that doesn't work or isn't sustainable long term. And in functional nutrition, we're looking at that all more deeply. You don't mm -hmm. want to adhere to a ketogenic diet if you have a history of disordered eating or you don't have a gallbladder. We mm -hmm. have to look at the whole person, which is why I keep saying it depends. Blood sugar isn't one thing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be really clear about the fact that more and more people are trying all the things even the functional things and not getting better. And that's what motivates me to say there's a different way. Oh, I love that. What would you say you created this practice and what were you doing before? So before you had your son and your husband was sick, what did, what did you do before that? I worked in book publishing. I was a production director for 15 years in high-level trade book publishing, first in San Francisco, then for a company in New York. And um, those, those skills actually play a huge part in what I've created and built, which is something I love to remind people who are making a new career shift that you don't put away what you already did. It comes with you and it's part of what really makes you unique. So I think in the, in the medicine space, in the health and medical space, I bring something different because I'm an artist, I'm a producer, I'm a storyteller, and that is, a, is different than what we usually receive in this space. Mm -hmm. I love that. There's so many people that listen to the show or work with us that are entrepreneurs and many clients that will tell me, well, no, no, no. I want to take all these things off my LinkedIn because they don't relate, but it does. It's that unique fabric that makes you, people want to get to know you. They want to buy from exactly. you because they want to like you. Yes. I love that. So when you transitioned and started, you know, what's now your amazing practice and now you train other practitioners, what would you say was one of the biggest struggles like in the entrepreneurship uh, end of it? Well, I would say I, I often call myself an accidental entrepreneur. So I couldn't have made the five-year plan or the 10-year plan that actually manifested itself. And for me, I think it was 
holding the some vision out in the forefront, but just taking the steps. And this is something I also tell the practitioners I train that there's five P's, I call it, to a successful practice. And the last two are persistence and perseverance. And persistence mm -hmm. is just like, I'm going to show up every week in my newsletter. It's just making a commitment that's not like, I'm going to have a multi-million dollar business, which great, but it's, I'm sending a newsletter. It is the thing where I'm showing up consistently for an audience that I'm building or hoping to build. And the perseverance is recognizing I'm going to trip and fall and I'm going to get back up because that program, that product, maybe that didn't work, but that's not a reflection of me. That's an opportunity to learn. So I think the struggles were just like being in it and not pretending that it's something other than where I am in that very moment. And that's true for me 15 years later. You know, I'm writing a book. I came from publishing, but I haven't authored a book. I have to take the steps. The book isn't just going to be there and be a bestseller. I have to show up and be writing every single day. And so I think we often trip over or expect something different than the actual process. And this is true of healing too. This is something yeah. I have to tell patients. Like if it took you your life to get here, it's going to take time and commitment to actually reverse that same persistence and perseverance. Uh, absolutely. So what do we have a date for this book coming out? 2025. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll have to have you back on the show. Back on the show then. All right. We'll be looking. In the meantime, we should go to your website you. and yes. connect and just be part of this uh, health journey and give ourselves grace and know that it's not a cookie cutter and that we yes. are all unique and here at Rise Up For You, we so appreciate you being on our show today. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate the conversation. Absolutely. Me as well. Well, fantastic deeper dive into that health and abundance pillar and really creativity and career we even touched on and self-worth. I think we touched on almost all the pillars there, Andrea. <laughs> well, I'm Lauren Sweeney, our vice president at Rise Up For You, and we want to make sure that you are equipped for free to get our success kit. So please go to riseupforyou.com slash success kit and download our confidence, public speaking, leadership, and emotional intelligence videos and guide absolutely free. You can also text RISE Podcast to 949-416-0671 and schedule your free success kit coaching call today. Until the next time I meet you, Rise up for you.